It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Gardening on C103 with Bandon Co-op Garden Centres in Bandon, Kinsale and Enniskeen. For top quality plants, advice and value, think Bandon Co-op Garden Centres. C103. And Peter Dowdell of theirishgardener.com joining me. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Tricia. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And we were talking earlier about the amount of people that are out cutting grass and that gorgeous smell of cut grass. There was the, is it the Hot House Flowers song, the, the smell of fresh cut grass filling up my senses. Yeah, and every every time I hear that song, I think, yeah, and there's nothing like the smell of fresh cut grass. It's gorgeous. I did give my own the first cut of the of the season at the weekend, and it's just, oh, it's a fabulous time of the year. Yeah, I heard um, an interview on national radio where they were talking about smells and how important smells are. And it was one of the things they mentioned, the smell of cut grass. If you close your eyes, it can bring you back to your childhood because it's the same smell you would have experienced as a child. And lots of people have memories of being out in the garden, say, with family members, etc. Yeah, and I believe it's our, the, 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 this is from a Trivial Pursuit question about 50 years ago, uh, Trish. I think it's the sense, our sense of smell is the, se- the one of our five senses that's most closely connected with our memory. So there yeah. you go. That's why yeah, that's sense, a- sense brings us hurtling backwards. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. OK, let's get straight in. Lots of people have been out cutting the grass because there seems to be lawn questions uh, coming in, including one from Porrick in Glamworth. It says, question for Peter, please. I have a big garden. It's three quarters of an acre and the land is limey. Yes, there's moss and dead grass grass but I recently got a rake for the back of the ride on lawn more which I hope will take care of the moss but the lawn still needs a good fertiliser. If lawn gold is the suggested one that I use I at 40 euro a bag it would cost me up to 300 euro because of the size of the lawn. Is there a cheaper alternative please? Not really, not if you've got a large lawn. I mean anything anything's going to cost you. I don't know what, what lawn gold costs but, but I would think that anything is going to cost you between kind of for the those big bags which will do three and four hundred square meters they're all going to cost i would say somewhere between 30 and 40 euro bag so it depends like if, if you want a cheaper alternative like an agricultural um fertilizer you'll be putting on a chemical fertilizer and i don't know it, 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 might, it might be cheaper but in the long run, are you wasting your money? Do you know what I mean? Because you're yeah. just giving it a quick fix of nitrogen, and you're not you're not working with the pH, so you'll have moss coming back, and you you know. So if if he's put on the 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 scarifying rake to the back of the ride on, like that's going to 
uh, as he says, that's going to hopefully re- re- certainly alleviate, if not remove, the moss. And it'll also help with the problem of thatch, which is kind of horizontal growing grass. And that is probably the biggest piece of the jigsaw, in fact, is to, to scarify it at least once a year. Uh, and that creates good growing conditions around the base of the plant. If you're on limey soil, moss sh- shouldn't be a huge problem. It shouldn't recolonize it. Um, but in terms of in terms of a cheaper solution, I don't know. Like you'll get cheaper products like chemical fertilizers, but I'm not sure how worth it they are. If mm. you know what I mean, there are there there is another product then called Nature Safe, which do which is they're an organic brand and they do uh, a feed an organic feed and there's a bit of extra seed in it so it kind of colonizes the patches as well. But again, in terms of price, I'm not sure if it'd be a cheaper option, but it's another very good option. Okay, um, just on this garden centres, because this came up earlier and I said I'd ask you, are garden centres closed because of restrictions? You'd probably want, you'd probably want to ask one of the government ministers to, be, to get yeah. an accurate answer. But uh, my understanding of this is, so landscape contractors come under the construction number. Okay, so construction. Okay, Peter. Okay, say that again. No, you, 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 I, were just, I, you were just breaking up can there. You hear me? Yeah, you were just breaking Sorry. up. Landscapers come under construction, I, I was, and you mentioned that last week. That's why gardeners can't work. Yes. yes. To the best of my knowledge, no, Trish. Yeah. And then garden centres, if they, I don't think they're considered essential retail unless they have essential products such as fuel or food or something like that. Many garden centres, of course, do have essential products and therefore can open. But that's only my understanding of yeah, it, Trisha. So yeah. I, I, and I, it's, I stand it, to be because corrected. Because somebody's making the point that love to go to, obviously their local garden centre is closed, and they're making the point that the supermarkets are able to sell bedding plants and how unfair is that on garden centres and I know that very same argument came out on Valentine's Day that florist shops weren't allowed to do click and collect they could do deliveries but they weren't able to do click and collect and yet you could go into any supermarket and pick up your dozen red roses which is, was unfair it just seems to be unfair competition and I think it is very unfair and it goes back to even before Christmas when you had whether supermarkets were selling baby clothes and all that, you know, yeah. etc. It is very unfair, but, and I, you know, I'm always speaking up for the garden centre industry and the horticulture industry and I will continue to, but we are in desperate times yeah. at the moment and we all need to stay at home. It's as simple yeah. as that. Like yeah. we, we can look for ways around things, but we need to stay away from each other and we need to stay at home. It's as you simple are, as you that. You are so right. Okay, hi. So this kind of ties in with garden centres. Hi, Peter. Is it too early for potting plants? i.e. pansies. I'm dying for a bit of instant colour <laughs> on my patio. Do you think pansies are in garden centres already? There are plenty of primroses about, but many of them seem to be past their sell-by date. No point in potting lots of them and they'll be gone in a week or two. Are pansies available? Correct, Is yeah. it too early? No, it's not too early for pansies because pansies are kind of universal. You can nearly get them 12 months of the year. And I, for me, yes, I would say they are a better buy because they're more resilient. A lot of the primroses and polyanthus that are out there, they're kind of F1 hybrids and they don't, well, so are the pansies, but the, the, the primula F1 hybrids tend not to, to like our very wet weather. And by God, we've had wet weather recently, Trish. So pansies, I would say, yes, they're a better buy. I would say they are available and any garden centres are open, certainly. I would think they'd have pansies uh, and you'd be fine to plant them out at this time of the year. Obviously, your, your, your later summer bedding wouldn't be available yet, but pansies, certainly, yes. Okay, Joan in Mallow has got two raised beds. They're wooden boxes. First time ever using them, so she's unsure what to do. She said, do I put clay in the bottom of it and then compost? And then if I, if I do put clay in, do I buy bags or do I buy bags of topsoil? I don't really know how to make up the raised beds. They're wooden boxes. 
Okay, well, the great thing about a raised bed is just this, that you, you can create ex- entirely your own uh, soil type, if you like, your your, your own growing environment. So if, uh, she doesn't say what, what she wants to grow. So whether you're growing edibles or ornamentals. Um, so it, it, like if you're growing edibles, for example, if you were growing carrots, you would want a stone-free soil. So, I mean, it gives you the perfect op- uh, opportunity to create a very sandy, well-drained, stone-free soil, which is perfect for growing carrots. But then if you're growing something else, you might want to, you know, you might want a layer of rock at the bottom to give you extra drainage. So it does depend on what you want to do. But so that's the first point I would make. And then after that, yeah, you would you would maybe put a layer of gravel or stone at the very bottom for drainage. Uh, and then you would have have a mixture of topsoil and compost coming up to the top. But uh, a couple of wheelbarrows or bags of of, compo- of of mixed soil and compost would be the best. Whether you buy it in a garden centre or whether you 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 get it from your own garden, the difference being that if you get topsoil in bags and compost in bags from a garden centre, it's it's kind of guaranteed and certified weed free and and hopefully disease and pathogen free. Um, Whereas, obviously, if you're getting topsoil from your own garden and homemade compost, it's not obviously guaranteed to be weed free. Uh, however, I wouldn't let that really put me off using it unless there was a problem with perennial weeds in the area, such like Japanese knotweed or anything like that. Uh, I'd be inclined to use my own if, if you have it. Uh, but if not, a trip to the local garden centre and a few bags of topsoil and compost mixed, I would say, would be the best. This is just coming by WhatsApp, so I can't get the picture onto you straight away. But somebody sent in a picture of a laurel hedge. Most of it has holes in the leaves, and there's a, you can see the laurel hedge. And that where the holes are, there's like brown around it, as if it's almost like frost damage, and then a very clear hole in the leaves. It's on a laurel hedge. That's probably a thing called shot hole, Trish. We have we had that funnily enough, I think last week or the week before as well, with a Portuguese laurel hedge with lots of mini holes in the leaves. It's probably shot hole, which is um it's kind of precursor to canker and Laris is a prunus, so I'm fairly sure I'm going from memory now that it's bacterial canker. But anyway, whether or which laurel is resilient and laurel is tough. So I would say a good pruning uh, and feed it then with something like the Nature Safe that I was talking about earlier on, the Nature Safe liquid seaweed feed, which is a good a good feed to to strengthen and to give plants a good G up at the moment. Um now we're we're into March, so realistically you're not supposed to be pruning now as the wildlife act you have up to the end of February to do it. You know, at the risk of, of being arrested or getting my knuckles wrapped, I would say if you want to prune it, do it today. Don't wait till tomorrow because we are into the wildlife act and getting any later than now we should not be 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 cutting back our hedges yeah Uh, I'm assuming Sue is sending in this rather tongue in cheek but she sent in a gorgeous uh, photograph of her poncetia and says Peter how do I kill my poncetia it's looking far too good and I don't want to keep it until next year it's so out of season I want to be looking at daffodils not a poncetia and she sent in a stunning photograph just taken today of a poncetia in full flight. The beautiful red leaves. I don't like Sue. No, I, I, I mean, she, like you've Sue. done remarkably well, <laughs> Sue, I'm telling you, to be keeping it that good. It'll Better eventually, than me. It'll eventually die away. It will eventually, won't it? Yeah, she's done three months... Mo- Three months better than yeah. me, I suppose. How do you kill your pon- How do you kill your poncetia? Well, then give it to me, and I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> <laughs> it will eventually die off. Uh, so enjoy it, enjoy yeah. it. And I know it is. It is enjoy a bit it. out of season. And someone else is suggesting to pour it with the big lawn to set to set an area of the lawn as a wildlife garden. He'd be a big favour to the pollinators. 
That'd be one way around Absolutely. it, wouldn't great, it? Great yeah. advice. Yeah, great yeah. advice. Yeah. It would yeah. Be. Okay. Sean in Liscarrel, how do you remove moss from a lawn, please? And there's lots of people. I'm just summing it up with one question, but lots of people have okay. moss. Yeah. I can imagine, yeah, lots of questions dealing with that at the moment. So we were talking earlier about scarifying. So this time of the year, March, is the best month to scarify. Now, what scarifying is, Trish, is you're you're basically giving the, the, the top of the lawn a good hard rake. Now, it's a mechanical rake because... What happens with lawns, and this is unavoidable really, but you get a build-up on the soil surface, so at the base of the grass plant, you get a build-up of dying and decaying organic matter, grass leaves, leaves, all that kind of thing. And as you're mowing the lawn weekly, uh, you know, where the grass should be growing up vertically towards the sky, the wheels of the mower will push it. And particularly if it's damp or wet, it'll push it so it starts growing horizontally along the ground. And this leads to, you know, very poor air circulation and ideal conditions for the development of um, of fungal problems down around the base of the plant. And this buildup of decaying matter is what we refer to as thatch. Uh, and in these conditions, of course, uh, the, the, it's ideal for the development of moss. So, by scarifying it, if you can imagine, as I say, you're raking out the, the just into the top half an inch or an inch of the soil. So you're raking up all this horizontal grass, all this decaying matter and all this moss. And you're you're allowing the grass and the soil, if you like, to breathe again. So you're allowing air to get back in there and good, healthy grass. So scarifying it at this time of the year is, I would say, in terms of annual maintenance, the most important thing you can do uh, because you're you're creating healthier conditions for good grass growth. After that, I'd go back to my old friend, the Lawn Gold, uh, and feed the lawn with that because you're maintaining optimum pH levels with the, the Lawn Gold, which is optimum for grass growth, but, but it's a pH level that moss can't grow in. So after scarifying it, treat it with the Lawn Gold, and that will stay on top of your moss problem. And it's uh, for this time of the year, hopefully to kind of answer a lot of the questions in one, if you like, Trish, scarifying it and then treat it with the lawn gold is what I will be doing with the lawn now at this time of the year. Brian in, in Drina wants to know about an, an osterium, oster, osterium, oster, osteosperm. Maybe, maybe osteospermum. Yeah, Oste- osteosperm, that's it. That's with it. a pink yeah. flower, is it all right to cut it back to the ground, the pink flowering one? Uh, so I'm presuming it's a hardy one and it's outside because so, not, they're not all hardy, Trish. They're, they're Cape Daisy, they're native to South Africa. So some of them aren't uh, hardy, so they wouldn't have tolerated our winter. But there are hardy forms and I'm presuming that this is one. Um, so I would wait a while because we just could get some cold weather again. And while it is hardy, it's not, you know, the toughest plant out there. So I would wait till till the temperatures increase a bit. I would leave it off probably till kind of early to mid-April, another month or so. Then the answer to your question, yes, you can cut it back very, very hard. Not completely to ground level. It's not a herbaceous fella. So you wouldn't cut it that it's, it does, you wouldn't cut it to zero foliage, but you could cut it to within a few inches of the ground, providing you're leaving some leaf on it. But you want to do that, as I say, when the temperatures are higher, so it, it's actively growing and it'll, it'll start putting on new green shoots the day after you cut it back, if you like. So leave it for another four or five weeks. Hi, Mitchiston listener. I've got a variegated holly. If I trim it now, will I have berries on it next year or is it too late to do it now? If you, I would say you're too late. They're going to come into flower over the next couple of months and those flowers obviously become the berries. So if you if you trim it now, you will sack. Where are we? We're March. Yeah, I would say you're a bit too late. The, 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 the time I would do that would be uh, December, January. So, so trim it and use the berries at the same time, if you like, and then you should still have flowers the following year. But I would say if you do it now, you won't harm the plant at all. 
but you will lose your berries for this year I would think yes Okay and Anna said that she said as always I listened to the gardening slot on Wednesday with Peter and I had to smile when I heard you last week refer to something that was an unusual question it was to do with something eating daffodils lo and behold as my daffodils started to come out something appears to be eating it I've never seen it before take care and thank you What I would say the the question last week seemed to be that the flowers were appearing with holes in it which is a new one, but I, the, it's quite common for flowers and flower buds to be eaten by slugs and snails at this time of the year, which is very possibly what's what's happening here. Um, last week's one sounded to me, you know, maybe I was wrong, but it sounded to me like that the there was holes being formed in the flower in the bulb, which could be a, a type of slug or a snail or even a beetle. But if it's just that the bud is appearing over the ground and then being eaten and the flower is opening up then a bit raggedy, that's quite common, I'm afraid, and it, it is slug damage. So get yourself some slug slug repellent products such as the the slug gone wool pellets or maybe get yourself some of the organic slug pellets the ferric phosphate ones um to take care of that i'd imagine that's more most likely what it is that they're being eaten over the ground by slugs and snails because i've seen that quite a bit this season Mm. actually and any advice on how to keep cats out of a flower bed (laughs) um there are products you can get to varying degrees of success. You'll get them in garden centres when they are allowed to reopen. Um, one is called, probably the most effective of all of them, it's called Get Off My Garden. It's a pretty self-explanatory yeah. name, but that is quite a good one. It's a crystal. Now, the problem with any of these things, whether you use pepper dust, which is another one, or, or the Get Off My Garden crystal or any of them, it, it's to be diligent because with cats, and I'm sure your vet will... will back me up on this one Trish when you're when you're trying to get cats to stop coming into an area it's all about breaking the habit so in other words if you put down the, any of those products just once then the, you know after a couple of weeks or with the rain it'll wash away and the cat will keep coming but if you keep reapplying it and be diligent about it for that first few weeks once the cat is out of the habit of coming in there he won't he or she won't come they back go somewhere else. this is the hope anyway and this yeah. tends to be the case yeah um you can do one other thing which might be sound a bit cruel but i have done it myself for dogs and i am a dog and cat lover and that's just get some thorny branches and maybe lie them down in the area because what will happen is the cat or the dog will, will just they'll just pinch them, prick themselves it won't won't do any long-term damage don't worry i'm not i'm not promoting being cruel to the cat but uh, it will put her or him or her off coming back there obviously makes like. it uncomfortable okay are you streaming is you, you still doing your online stuff this week Yes, we are. Friday, we're doing a, for the, for all these questions that we can't get to Trish on Friday, Friday at one o'clock on the Irish Gardener on Facebook. I'm doing a live questions and answers, so okay. uh, you can send in your questions and and uh, yeah, and we hope to have a couple of of, of guest gardeners with me over the coming weeks Brilliant. as well. So we'll, there'll be more than just myself. There'll be a few of us answering questions. Okay, and we'll talk again next Wednesday. Thank you for that, Peter. Look forward to it. Thanks. Take guys. care. That's uh, Peter Dowdrell, the IrishGardener.com. And I've just had a lovely WhatsApp in from the gang in the Marina Medical Centre in Bantry to say they have started vaccinating today. They are over 85 year olds. They say a great day. We are finally vaccinating our over 85 year olds. What excitement. And that's just the staff. Go team Marina. In Bantry. So that's where we leave you for today. Mark Malone is in for Nick Richards for the afternoon. Thanks to John Paul, who produced. We're back with you tomorrow at 10 on to the Line Patricia Messenger. Very good afternoon. Stay safe. Court today on C103. With Sean Cusack Insurance's Kinsale. Now part of McCarthy Insurance Group. For motor, home, business, farm, life, and health insurance, cmig.ie. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.